Chapter Two, Part B of *The Dawn of a Tomorrow* by Francis Hodgson Burnett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. In the street he turned into, he came upon the robbed girl, running, panting, and crying. She uttered a shout and flung herself upon him, clutching his coat. God, she sobbed hysterically. I thought I'd lost yer. I thought I'd lost all of it. I did. Struth, I'm glad I found yer. And she stopped, choking with her sobs and sniffs, rubbing her face in her sack. Here is your sovereign, Dart said, handing it to her. She dropped the corner of the sack and looked up with a queer laugh. Did you find a copper? Did you give him in charge? No, answered Dart. He was worse off than you. He was starving. I took this from him. "'but I gave him some money and told him to meet us at Apple Blossom Court.' "'She stopped short and drew back a pace to stare up at him. "'Well,' she gave forth, "'ye are a queer one.' "'And yet, in the amazement on her face, "'he perceived a remote dawning of an understanding "'of the meaning of the thing he had done. "'He had spoken like a man in a dream. "'He felt like a man in a dream, "'being led in the thick mist from place to place.' He was led back to the coffee-stand, where now Barney, the proprietor, was pouring out coffee for a hoarse-voiced costa-girl with a draggled feather in her hat, who greeted their arrival hilariously. "'Hello, Glad!' she cried out. "'Got your sovereign back?' Glad, it seemed to be the creature's wild name, nodded, but held close to her companion's side, clutching his coat. "'Let's go in there and change it,' she said nodding towards a small pork and ham shop near by and then you can take care of it for me what did she call you anthony dart asked her as they went glad don't know as i ever had a name of my own but a little cove as went once to the pantomime told me about a young lady as was fairy queen and her name was gladys beverly st john so i called myself that no one ever said it all at once and they never say nothing but glad i'm glad enough this morning chuckling again avin the luck to come up with you mister never had luck like it afore they went into the pork and ham shop and changed the sovereign there was cooked food in the windows roast pork and boiled ham and corned beef she bought slices of pork and beef and of suet pudding with a few currants sprinkled through it will yer help me to carry it she inquired I'll have to get a few penworth of coal and wood, and a screw of tea and sugar. My wig, what a feed me and Polly'll have! As they returned to the coffee-stand, she broke more than once into a hop of glee. Barney had changed his mind concerning her. A solid sovereign which must be changed, and a companion whose shabby gentility was absolute grandeur when compared with his present surroundings, made a difference. She received her mug of coffee and thick slice of bread and dripping with a grin, and swallowed the hot sweet liquid down in ecstatic gulps. "'Ain't I in luck,' she said, handing her mug back when it was empty. "'Give me another, Barney.' Antony Dart drank coffee also and ate bread and dripping. The coffee was hot and the bread and dripping, dashed with salt, quite eatable. He had needed food and felt the better for it. "'Come on, mister,' said Glad when their meal was ended. I want to get back to Polly, and there's coal and bread and things to buy. She hurried him along, breaking her pace with hops at the intervals. She darted into dirty shops and brought out things screwed up in paper. 
she went last into a cellar and returned carrying a small sack of coal over her shoulders bought sack and all she said elatedly a sack's a good thing to have let me carry it for you said antony dart spile your coat with her sidelong upward glance i don't care he answered i don't care a damn the final expletive was totally unnecessary but it meant a thing he did not say whatsoever was thrusting him this way and that speaking through his speech leading him to do things he had not dreamed of doing should have its will with him he had been fastened to the skirts of this beggar imp and he would go on to the end and do what was to be done this day it was part of the dream the sack of coal was over his shoulder when they turned into apple blossom court it would have been a black hole on a sunny day and now it was like hades lit grimly by a gas jet or two small and flickering with the orange haze about them filthy flagging murky doorways broken steps and broken windows stuffed with rags and the smell of the sewers let loose had apple blossom court glad with the wealth of the pork and ham shop and other riches in her arms entered a repellent doorway in a spirit of great good cheer and dart followed her past a room where a drunken woman lay sleeping with her head on the table a child pulling at her dress and crying up a stairway with the broken balusters and breaking steps through a landing upstairs again and up still farther until they reached the top glad stopped before a door and shook the handle crying out it's only me polly you can open it she added to dart in an undertone she has to keep it locked no no one who'd want to get in polly shaking the door handle again polly it's only me the door opened slowly on the other side of it stood a girl with a dimpled round face which was quite pale under one of her childishly vacant blue eyes was a discoloration and her curly fair hair was tucked up on the top of her head in a knot as she took in the fact of antony dart's presence her chin began to quiver i ain't fit to see no one she stammered pitifully why did you glad why did you ain't no arm in him said glad he's one of the friendly ones he give me a sovereign look what i've got hopping about as she showed her parcels you need not be afraid of me antony dart said he paused a second staring at her and suddenly added poor little wretch her look was so scared and uncertain a thing that he walked away from her and threw the sack of coal on the hearth a small grate with broken bars hung loosely in the fireplace a battered tin kettle tilted drunkenly near it a mattress from the holes in whose ticking straw bulged lay on the floor in a corner with some old sacks thrown over it glad had without doubt borrowed her shoulder covering from the collection the garret was as cold as the grave and almost as dark the fog hung in it thickly there were crevices enough through which it could penetrate antony dart knelt down on the hearth and drew matches from his pocket we ought to have brought some paper he said glad ran forward what a gent ye are she cried ye ain't never goin to light it yes she ran back to the rickety table and collected the scraps of paper which had held her purchases they were small but useful that what was round the sausage and puddin's greasy she exulted 
Polly hung over the table and trembled at the sight of meat and bread. Plainly, she did not understand what was happening. The greased paper set light to the wood, and the wood to the coal. All three flared and blazed with the sound of cheerful crackling. Blazed threw out its glow as finely as if it had been set alight to warm a better place. The wonder of a fire is like the wonder of a soul. This one changed the murk and gloom to brightness, and the deadly damp and cold to warmth. It drew the girl, Polly, from the table, despite her fears. She turned involuntarily, made two steps toward it, and stood gazing while its light played on her face. Glad whirled and ran to the hearth. "'You've put on a lot,' she cried. "'But, oh, my God, don't it warm you. "'Come on, Polly, come on.' She dragged out a wooden stool, an empty soap-box, and bundled the sacks into a heap to be sat upon. She swept the things from the table and set them in their paper wrappings on the floor. "'Let's all sit down close to it,' she said, "'and get warm and eat.' She was the leaven which leavened the lump of their humanity— what this leaven is, who has found out? But she, little rat of a gutter, was formed of it, and her mere pure animal joy in the temporary animal comfort of the moment stirred and uplifted them from their depths. End of chapter 2